The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Multiple Sclerosis Flash Briefings. Hello, I'm Price Woldridge, and you're listening to Multiple Sclerosis News Today's Audio News. These are today's news highlights curated by our editorial staff. Visit our website at multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com for more relevant news and patient perspectives. Self-injectable therapies tied to no disease in 50% of patients at two years. More than half of multiple sclerosis patients treated with self-injectable therapies, namely glitiramer acetate, marketed as Copaxone, among others, or any of the host of interferons, showed no evidence of disease activity after two years, according to a study out of Turkey. Among patients treated for 10 years, nearly one in five was free of disease activity. Our study includes real-world data with the highest number of patients and the longest follow-up so far. The researchers wrote, noting that more than half of the group continued treatment for 10 years. This data, the team said, indicates that self-injectable therapies may be considered relatively effective in these patients. The study, Self-Injectable DMTs in Relapsing MS, NEDA Assessment at 10 Years in a Real-World Cohort, was published in Acta Neurologica, Scandinavia. The efficacy of most injectable MS therapies traditionally was investigated in clinical trials by one of three measures. Their ability to prevent relapses in the first years of treatment, their effectiveness in delaying disability worsening, and their efficacy in reducing the formation of new or enlarging brain lesions. However, later studies suggested that a single outcome assessment that combined all three measures, called NEDA-3, for no evidence of disease activity, could provide a better idea of treatment efficacy. NEDA-3 means that an individual has had no disease relapses, no worsening disability, and no signs of new brain inflammation as assessed on an MRI scan. Although lifelong NEDA-3 does not mean a cure for MS, it does mean optimal control of the disease, the researchers wrote. Aiming to determine the proportion of patients on NEDA-3 in the long term, a quartet of scientists in Turkey examined data from 1,032 people with relapsing remitting MS, or RRMS, who were treated with self-injectable therapies between 1996 to 2005. Specifically, 289 patients were treated with glitiramer acetate, which is sold as Copaxone among other therapies, while the remaining 743 were treated with interferon. These interferon therapies included betaserone, Avonex, Rebif, Extavia, and Pledridi. The researchers assessed the proportion of participants with no evidence of disease activity, or NEDA-3, after two years of treatment. After two years, the NEDA-3 rate was 52.4%, 321 total patients. After 10 years, 613 patients, 59.3%, were still being treated. The others either had stopped treatment or switched to other medications. Among those still on their therapies, 18.3% had NEDA-3 after a decade. The researchers noted that NEDA-3 rates at 10 years were generally higher among females, which is consistent with prior data that MS tends to be more severe in males. NEDA-3 after 10 years also was more common in patients with less disability and those who were younger at the time of treatment initiation. 
The disease was controlled two years after treatment in half of the patients, while NEDA-3 was achieved in one in five patients at the end of 10 years, the team concluded. Although this long-term rate may appear low, we think these therapies are effective if suitable patients are selected. In addition to supporting the effectiveness of these medications, this study supports the idea that NEDA-3 can be an effective early predictor of progression-free status at treatment follow-up of up to 10 years, the researchers wrote. Of note, the average time to stop taking glatiramer acetate or interferon was 10.2 years. A lengthy adherence to self-injectable therapies may be interpreted as further evidence of their effectiveness and reliability, the team wrote. This news article was written by Marissa Wexler, MS, on February 3, 2022. Click the link in the description below to read more on this and other topics of interest on the MS News Today's website. A Life in Letters, a column by Jamie Hughes, published on February 4, 2022. Don't worry and take your time. My husband and I have been on a bit of a quest as of late, for several reasons that I won't bore you with here. We're in search of a new church to join. A few weeks ago, we made our first visit to an Orthodox church here in Georgia, and it was unlike anything either of us had ever experienced before in a house of worship. It was confusing and somehow disorienting at times, but we both enjoyed the newness of it all, of approaching something we thought we understood, only to have it presented to us in an entirely new way. We left our names and phone numbers for the priests, and one of them called us a few days ago just to say hello and ask us if we had any questions. He wanted to know our stories, what our respective faith backgrounds were, as well as the reasons we chose his church. It was an enjoyable and thoughtful half-hour of conversation, to be certain. When I jokingly mentioned something about wanting to read all the books and know all the things, he said two words that stopped me dead in my tracks. Hasten slowly. What he was telling me was that it was okay to not have everything figured out right away. I could sit with the peculiarities of their denomination for a while and take as much time as I needed to figure it out and myself out. If you read my column for any length of time, you'll know that giving myself permission to slow down and take my time is always a struggle for me. I looked up the phrase, hasten slowly, festina lente in Latin, online, and it turns out it has plenty of storied history. It was a particular favorite of several Roman emperors, including Augustus and Titus, as well as Medici and the Onslow families. In the secular sense, it means that tasks that are worth doing should be completed with a good mix of urgency and carefulness. Do it too quickly and you won't get the best outcomes. But dragging your feet doesn't guarantee success either. Sluggishness can produce just as sloppy a result as rashness. Oftentimes, living with multiple sclerosis requires a certain amount of deliberateness. We have to be cognizant of our physical and mental limitations, but we can't let ourselves get bogged down by it and give up on the things we enjoy, the things that give our life purpose and meaning. Our time must always be spent intentionally and with a good deal of forethought. So yes, hasten slowly is a pretty good phrase to describe the state of mind we must embrace if we want to live well with the annoying disease that moved in without our say-so, and which tries to live rent-free in our heads. I'm going to hasten slowly for the foreseeable future. I'm going to show myself some grace and focus on doing things well, rather than just doing them quickly. I can't help but think I'll be happier and calmer as a result, and that, friends and neighbors, is a mighty good thing.
To read more columns from Jamie Hughes and our other contributors, visit our website at multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com. Follow the link in the description below. This is MS News Today's Audio News. Subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, hit save. Thanks for tuning in. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to Multiple Sclerosis News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.multiplesclerosisnewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our Multiple Sclerosis News Today forums, a trusted MS community ready to welcome you anytime.